This is Miller's Edge on Tide Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. to the middle's edge it is a money 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 monday let me say that again for those in the back of the church it is a money 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 monday yes it is boy i tell you unbelievable what's going on in college football unbelievable what's happening in the sec already not even thanksgiving not even black saturday black sunday whatever you want to call it the firing squad is already on point. And yes, money, money, money for one Jimbo Fisher out as a head coach at Texas A&M. They don't care. They are full of it. Play it again a little bit. No, play it again. Texas A&M, the Aggies. i tell you what, buddy. They got it. <laughs> they got it. Plenty of it. And if you're not getting it done, you're not... Better than Kevin Sumlin, the last coach of record, pretty much it's the same thing that he was doing. Those Aggies got the money, and they'll get you on up out of there. That's what happened to Jimbo Fisher. He is out as the head coach, <laughs> as the Texas a coach. But don't feel sorry for him. Don't weep, don't cry, don't shed not one tear. Why? 76.8, whatever it is, million Reasons why not to feel bad. Yep, they're going to have to give him about $19.6 billion, I believe, in about 60 days. Ching, ching. And then they'll pay him over the course of per month. I mean, why didn't I, Noah, why didn't you and I think about this, right? When I retired, you should have hit me up and said, Corey, listen, man, go ahead and get in the coaching. You, you're on fire. You're on point. Hire this big-time agent. And then if they fire you, who, who cares? Because you and I could be down next to Coach Saban hanging out in Florida. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> we, we can make more not being a coach than doing anything else. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I when I saw this yesterday, I'm just telling you, it upset me. One, it upset me because as much as I love college football and the NFL, football in general, um, 
I understand you negotiate. I've been a part of those big negotiations through my NFL career. You know, you won't guarantee money just in case they pull the trigger and fire you. Just in case you get cut, right? You got some um, stability there. Uh, and I wish more contracts through NFL football-wise is guaranteed because it's not for long. But in the case of coaches, they've, they always they've had guaranteed contracts. But 70, almost $77 million dollars. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Does he say, <laughs> y'all don't want me to coach? <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. You, you, you coming down to my office or I'm going to your office to, and to have you tell me you're no longer wanted. And here would, my response would be pretty much like this. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't really want me to coach no more? I mean, are you kidding me? You don't want me anymore? Okay, I'll be okay. You know why? $77 million. Um, it's stupid. Stupid money, right? It's stupid money to tell somebody you don't want them anymore. I mean, it's not like Jimbo Fisher is a horrible coach. I mean, he had a winning record. I think it's like 45 and 24. This man does have a national championship uh, on his resume. It's not like, you know, somebody else would not want Jimbo Fisher. I mean, we all we got to do is look at Gus Malzahn, right? He had a, we thought it was crazy back then when Auburn gave him 21, what, 21 point something million dollars to say bye-bye. And then he goes to Central Florida and just beat, you know, Oklahoma State who just won Bedlam. And there you go. I mean, these coaches, shoot, man. I mean, I, Noah and I and Christian, we chose the wrong profession because, listen, fire me. Please fire me. If you don't give me that kind of money, let me go. I mean, fire me on the plane. Lane kissing me, will you? Just on the tarmac. Just fire me if you're going to give me that kind of money. But anyway, we got we got that to get into. And then, then there's Zach Arnett, Zachary Arnett, who was uh, the head coach at Mississippi State, was a former defensive coordinator under Mike Leach. He took over. They gave him the job. I mean, probably an unfair situation for him, you know, taking over for Mike Leach. He tried to change the offense a little bit at the beginning of the year. Things didn't work out. Uh, they didn't play well. I mean, they had some talent coming back, a veteran quarterback and all that good stuff. So Zach Arnett is out at Mississippi State. Uh, Boise State head coach is out. So it is already starting, guys. But I want to say today as we get into this whole thing, because we're going to talk about on the big win over Kentucky. I'm going to get there, but this is hot off the press news. Um... Just unbelievable, unbelievable, Christian. And you think about the fact that all this money has been paid out. One heck of an agent, heck of an agent, by the way. And we can get into that. We know who he is, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But I, I get it, and I understand when you're paying this kind of money, you know, the hundo million that he got. I thought it was foolish, and they came back and doubled down, thought Jimbo was going to LSU, remember, before they hired Brian Kelly, and then they doubled down on Jimbo Fisher uh, and, and gave him this uh, stupid buyout and all this stuff with no kind of negotiation, no mitigation uh, if, so, if this happened. So listen, man, kudos to the, to, the, to the agent, kudos to Jimbo Fisher. I'm sure he is not crying one tear on today. I mean, again, we all have pride, right? If you get cut, if you somebody just basically tells you you're not good enough, it bothers you, regardless of what the money is, because you're, you're pride. But still, at the end of the day, brother, I will not be crying at all. I'll <laughs> be just, let me see which island. We're going to just island hop. Might just, you know, I ain't going to buy a yacht, but I'm going to lease one for a while. 
and we're gonna just gonna chill out and let let somebody else figure it out. But I appreciate your your seventy seven million dollars. Corey Miller, Pastor Brain Christian, I know that was long. Noah hanging out here with you, Christian. Uh, crazy great weekend for the Tide, but then on yesterday the firing squad got going, and here we are. We expect these types of things right at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean that, that that's you know that's coming right. I mean Jimbo Fisher, look, they're six and four right now, four and three in the SEC. Um, you know, he just wasn't really getting it done. I mean, they basically said their their program was stuck in neutral, and they feel that they should be relevant on the national scene. And and just right now, they're really not. And I hate to say it, but I mean, it, it really does kind of boil down to coaching at this point. I mean, you can't blame the roster or recruiting. They've brought in. Uh, I mean, they've had a plethora of five star players in the program. They've had a handful leave the program. Uh, didn't seem like guys were being developed properly, right? So, I mean, you can't really blame it on the roster or the support. They obviously have plenty of support. At least they do financially, right? Um, you know, they're, they're in a great conference. Obviously, it's not easy playing in the SEC. You got to, especially the West. They had to play Alabama every year. They got to play LSU every year. I mean, but you know what you're signing up for when you take that Texas A&M job, which is a great job. It's going to be very uh, highly sought after. But, um, you know, in his tenure, he's 45, 25, and six seasons at A&M. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things where well, he wasn't getting the job done. And it sucks. The But like you said, I think he's just fine. You know, 77 reasons, 77 million reasons uh, that he'll be just fine, but yeah, I mean, don't forget the million. Yeah, I can't, I can't forget the million on that. But I mean, look at—I mean, I'm sure he also still is kind of upset. I mean, I, I know it's probably great to have that lump sum of money for being fired, but at the same time, I'm sure he's competitive. You know, something he's done a while. But here's the thing: I mean, I'm sure he'll definitely still get another good coaching job, or he might just take time off. I mean, look at Ed Odron—he got that big buyout from LSU, and I don't think he's coached since, right? I mean, maybe done something small uh, here and there but uh, if I'm not mistaken I think he's kind of just been taking his time and making his round so uh, I mean we'll see what's next for Jimbo Fisher but I I mean you would think after this massive of a buyout I mean there's going to be some type of change uh, when they're negotiating these contracts that is you know with these agents and these universities because clearly um, I I mean I don't think you can continue on this trend I mean that's just ridiculous to think about uh, a buyout being 77 million dollars just to fire somebody but Definitely something worth talking about. I mean, you're right. He is a really uh, tenured football coach. Uh, it will be interesting to see how things, you know, you know, end up working out. I'm, I'm really curious to see who Texas A&M might try to bring in. I know there's been talk about saying, hey, Deion Sanders could be a really good option. He might not necessarily <laughs> fit not in. Doing uh, look, I was about to say, he might not necessarily fit in, uh, you know, with Texas A&M, that university and that program. But, um, you know, somebody, you know, mentioned him, you know, and Lane Kiffin. Uh, his name was brought up. This is, you know, there's going to be a bunch of names. There's going to be all the top names, really, because it's a this. Dabo's what his name been thrown out there. Oh wow! But let me just tell you, listen. This is what they can't do. They can't get caught up into the emotion of trying to go get a hot big name, right? You're talking about Dan Lanning from Oregon, Dabo Swinney from Clemson, Lane Kiffin at all. I mean, all these guys are established and have new contracts and big contracts. I mean, but you got a guy. You got a couple of guys that are, I like to call them under the radar guys that will probably be great for your program. You know, they, to me, if they, all they got to do is to look down here in the Carolinas, Telco, who's, who's the head coach at Duke, right? He's a defensive coordinator with Jimbo Fisher. I mean, this guy has gone to Duke and made them competitive and relevant. He is not your flashy guy. He ain't going to make the internet pop and crash. Right. 
but he's a heck of a football coach. He knows that area. He can recruit, and he'll put together a heck of a staff, a heck of an offense. I mean, look what he's doing with his offense down there with Riley Leonard of Duke, who got hurt. But, I mean, they beat Clemson. They look like the better team. Better, They were the better team, but look more athletic. Look, He got some transfer. They even brought a couple guys, I think, from Texas A&M to Duke. I mean, if you go out here and try to pull away Dabo Swinney or or Dan Landing, you're going to have to, again, pay astronomical money, right, for them to leave their program. Dabo's already at $11 million. What, are you going to give him $15 million? Mm. Dan Landing, we're going to give him $15 million per year. It's going to be guaranteed. They're not going to leave a, a solid program to go to your program unless the money is jai, jai, jai enormous, right? And so... um so you better go get a guy that you can give $60, $70 million, have an incentive-based contract. Uh, you know, to me, Elko is the guy you go hire or, or the guy from Kansas or the guy, you know, somebody like that. I mean, a guy that's not going to, you got to pay $10, 12000000 million that would love to come to a, a program like Texas A&M that's already established, got great players, got great facilities, got a great fan base. I mean, it's all there, Right. But if you go get a guy that's Lane Kiffin, that's a high-dollar guy, Dabo Sweeney, Dan Lanning, all these people that they're throwing out there now because that's what the media does, and in three years you're not winning an SEC championship, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be fired, and you're going to be on what we're going to be doing. We're going to be playing this song again because that's what's going to happen, right? And you in the SEC West, you got King Saban is still there. LSU is on the come up. Lane Kiffin is not doing, they're not far off. I mean, so it's not going to be easy. You're just not going to pay a guy all this money and expect him just to walk right into SEC as long as Alabama is still sitting right there and think you're going to take over and win. You beat them last year, right? You beat them. You're close. They're not that far. But the problem is nobody has patience anymore. It is, as I said, it is a Janet Jackson league. What have you done for me lately? Right? Jimbo beat Nick last year. Nick came back, boom, spanked him this year. Was 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 a close game. But, you know, spanked him. You know, he repaid him barely. It was two years ago they beat him. Or not last year. It was two years ago because Jalen Miro beat Dan. Excuse me. I misspoke. But Nick Saban's come back and spanked him the last two. But listen, man. I don't care how much money you spend. If you don't got time to develop and patience in this league that's going to get even tougher with Oklahoma and Texas coming. I mean, this is not just a quick turnaround. And I think people see things like Kirby Smart and what he's done at Georgia, but Kirby kind of got in at the right time. He hit it at the right time. And he's in the other side of the SEC that's a lot easier than the SEC West. Let's just be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I, I just, you know, when you when you look at it, like I said, it, it can be a hit or a miss. I mean, it doesn't matter who you hire. You look at, you know, whether it's a big name guy, you know, somebody he hadn't necessarily heard of, uh, right? Just like when Oregon went and hired Dan Lanning, uh, and I wouldn't say he was unheard of, but you got to think of how quickly he ascended, right? I mean, I remember when he was a analyst or a GA, whatever his role was here, uh, when I was here at Alabama. Right, Kirby. You know, then he goes to uh, was it Middle Tennessee, I believe. Coaches there. Uh, I think Georgia hires him. He's a coordinator. The next thing you know, he's head coach at Oregon, and, and they're doing some really good things right now. So, you know, it can, uh, you know, you never know how things are going to play out. But you're, I, I agree with you when you when you talk about you shouldn't just try to hire people just off of their names. You should really look at how they fit 
uh, within your program, you know, what's best for your football team and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, no, like I said, I think it's going to be interesting because obviously it's going to be a very attractive uh, seat that a lot of coaches are going to want to be in. And so we'll see how it plays out. And we'll see what Jimbo does if he goes and buys an island. He tries to continue co- uh, coaching right away because, I mean, this might be dumb, but he, he can go coach wherever, right? I mean, like, there's no... He can take that bio, but well, here's the thing, though. Is it one of those things where um, the next school would have to assist in paying that no, bio? No, no, no. They Nobody don't want to like pay that, that bio. No. Oh, so it's straight. Oh, it's, yeah. uh, I think it's straight clean. That's like Gus Malzahn, the same thing. He gets Auburn's paying him, and he's just having a good time and putting on jerseys and beating down, you know, uh, Oklahoma State, Big 12 school, <laughs> 45 to 3. You know, having a good time, enjoying life. There's no pressure. You know, like at Auburn, he just, they love to have him and he's just enjoying life. And I think Jimbo probably will do something. Sometimes you just go take a step back. I mean, um, Clayton, uh, what's his name from Southern Cal is not Georgia State. Um, he's, uh, I can't remember his last name, Clayton something, but he's at Georgia State. He took a step back and, you know, coaching there. And I think that's what a lot of these guys do, but, but we can talk about that. This, you know, we almost wrapped up this first segment on, on Jimbo and, and Zach Arnett being fired. Of course, Brady Hope also San Diego State coach. He is retiring. He wants, uh, at Michigan for a little bit. He is stepping away, uh, from his post as head coach at San Diego State. So we start this dude already. Without the season being ended, seeing a coaching carousel. So we are welcome, or we are welcoming you to talk about this as well. We got people calling in to start to line them up. So go ahead and get in line. 205-342-9904. We'll take your phone calls. We'll definitely can hear from you on our app, Ty 100.9. It is absolutely free, folks. And we love it. It's our favorite word, free. F-R-E-E. Download that app on your smartphone, your tablet. And uh, you can ask questions through that. If you can't uh, get on the phones, we'll take them there as well. Again, we're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll take your calls, and we'll turn the page and also tell you about Alabama. They go down to Kentucky. We got a caller. That's his team. <laughs> they went down to Lexington, and I don't know. And it was like they went to horse race. I'm talking about they thoroughbreded. Kentucky. <laughs> Before the kickoff got going good, they were up 14 to nothing. And I can't wait to talk to the caller. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to said caller about the Kentucky Wildcats and the beatdown by Bama. We'll talk about that on the flip side. This is the Mellow's Edge. We're on the tide. 100.9, a.m. WTBC. It is the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We'll be back in a moment. Spin to win. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Very pleasant afternoon. Partly to mostly sunny. The high at 70. Tonight increasingly cloudy. The low 49. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. The better chance of rain will be south of here. The high 65. Wednesday cloudy and cool periods of rain. The high 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 65 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. Jingle, linga, linga. It is a money, money, money Monday on the Miller's Edge. 
right on the Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. What's up, my folks? Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed a big victory that the Tide the beat down of Alabama, 49-21 over Kentucky. They still up. By the way, let me go back and just say the SEC West champions. The last year of the East and the West divisions, the Tide wraps up the SEC West. Georgia wraps up the SEC East. The match is, I'm talking about, it's going to be big time in Atlanta. I know we got three weeks uh, to get ready for that one, but everybody's already talking about this matchup. We'll get into all of that this week. But the Tide rolls 49-21 to over Kentucky. Jalen Milrow, big day again. Six touchdowns. Yes, one, two, let's go. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. Yes. Seis touchdowns, yes. baby, Speaking for Jalen Miro. Nice. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm taking a couple classes or two, nice. uh, Christian, over at Starbucks. Because, you know, you go to Starbucks, <laughs> you need to know a little Spanish. So I've been learning a little bit on, like, how many, you know, sugar-free pumps in my coffee. So I need seis. So the guy, <laughs> he's been teaching me uh, Spanish. But anyway, uh, Miro, wonderful game, six touchdowns. Uh, didn't play the fourth quarter. Ty Simpson came in and uh, got some good quality reps. We've been talking about having that type of game, good, a complete game, getting the backup, some quality reps. Uh, Miro every single week seems to get better. Christian took a shot. Looked like more of a little hip pointer, or thigh bruise. Uh, kind of scary for myself and Bama fans, I'm sure, but he came back in. Uh, they managed that because Jeff Allen, the trainer and his staff is phenomenal. You know that better than anybody. Got him back, got him ready to rock and roll. Six touchdowns in three quarters, mind you. And um, the tie roll defense, solid once again. And gave up some plays. Of course, uh, the muff punt by Kool-Aid McKinstry gave a touchdown. I think they had another foul. They gave them, you know, they gave Kentucky chances by their own mistakes. And then that long run when uh, they had the backups in there, 76 yards, 74 yards, I think it was to the one. Uh, they gave up uh, hardly nothing on the ground until that run. So a complete game all around, uh, defense, offense, and special teams. But Christian, big win. Uh, the tie wraps up the SEC West. And now two games to go with the warm-up this weekend and then, of course, the Iron Bowl to end the season. But uh, your thoughts on the, the showdown in Kentucky? Uh, I mean, easily probably our best game, most complete game this season. I mean, starting with Jalen Milrow, 15-22, 234 yards, three touchdowns passing, three rushing. You said he set a record for three and three. Uh, first player at Alabama to do that. I mean, just truly uh, remarkable performance by him, man. I mean, like you said, he... He, uh, he shrugged off that injury. Yeah, I think probably it was a little thigh bruise, man. A little contusion getting hit right there, uh, right in that spot. But I mean, just talk about a, a tough, resilient guy. We're talking about a guy that was, was benched. Everybody wrote him off, wrote this team off. Um, you know, to start the season after that Texas loss in week two. And then just to look at these numbers, man, over the past two weeks, I mean, he's, he's been, I mean, arguably the best player in college football. I mean, look, I'm saying by the numbers, I know Jaden Daniels and some of these other guys, but, if you look at the numbers, if you if you took away the names and you you just presented these numbers, I mean, over the last two weeks, right, Jalen Miller has 644 yards of offense and 10 touchdowns, including six scores just uh, Saturday against Kentucky, right? I mean, I mean, he set a record the week prior against LSU. I think with the four rushing touchdowns, follows that follows that up with another historic performance against Kentucky on the road. Um, I mean, he's just playing some really good football, and still, there's still some people that are still trying to criticize every little detail. Look. Nobody's saying the guy's perfect by any means, but just the improvement, I mean, is so remarkable. I mean, it's, it's just so impressive just as, as how much he has grown. And then you also have to tip your hat to the guys around him because it's not just him. You look at the offensive line. 
the protection has been so much better. He's much improved in the last few weeks, especially against Kentucky. A really good pocket. I mean, he was able to deliver strikes, have plenty of time, right? You got to give credit to Tommy Reese. Uh, a lot of people were critical of Tommy Reese early on, but uh, you just watch this offense and see the evolution, the growth of this offense. Now that they, they know who their guy is, they're implementing things that, that fit Jalen Milrow in this offense, uh, particularly well. The quarterback design runs. I mean, they're getting a little more innovative. I love how we've started to introduce Kendrick Law, almost in that Debo Samuels role. I mean, so this team just looks so much improved. They look so much more confident. It's, it's like we said, like early on in the year, we kept saying, just give them time to get their chemistry down, to find their niche, see what works for them, and just they need time to grow develop you've got new coordinators new quarterback a lot of youth on this football team and that's why i kept saying early on you got to give it time and i I even going in i said you don't know if it's going to be week three week six it could be week 10 you never know it's these teams need time to mesh and that's what we're finally seeing in my opinion they 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 finally understand their roles each guy understands what his job is on this football team and, and understands his role and they're they're going out there and competing they're playing hard um, and they're really just doing a good job of just, you know, taking one week at a time and not getting too ahead of themselves. Because I'll be honest, I mean, people talked about going into this Kentucky game. Would they kind of get a little big-headed? Would they get ahead of themselves coming off some uh, really good performances against Tennessee, LSU? They didn't do that. They followed that up with one of their best games and most complete games this season. Uh, going to the defensive side of the football, um, you got to tip your hat. I mean, really to the whole defense. But Terry on Arnold, right? I mean, he was all over the field. Uh, forced fumble, I mean, interception. I mean, the guy was uh, almost had a sack right after one of those big plays. I mean, he just was all over the field making plays. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I said it you know, a couple times in the last couple weeks, but he, he easily is the most improved player on this football team. But, you know, front to back, everybody's been playing some really good uh, football. So just really impressed overall, right? I mean, the only, only thing I can think of in this game, yeah, you had the, the muff on, on the punt. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a guy like Kendrick Law back there. Um, uh, returning punts, no, no disrespect to Kool Aid, but it might not be a bad idea to just let somebody else. I mean, maybe Kool Aid has the yips, maybe he's a little rusty right now. Obviously, we know what he's capable of. We saw what he did last season, but just right now, not necessarily playing his best ball as a returner. As a cornerback, it's a different story, but as a returner, maybe you know, look at somebody else back there. And that's no, no knock on him. Just well, Nick, well, Nick said it was not his fault. Well, Nick said in his press conference that it was the Gunner's fault that kind of allowed the guy to get there and, and, and gather his vision, so to speak. Uh, while he was trying to uh, catch the ball. But that's someone asked uh, Coach Saban about that, might maybe putting somebody. And we have been alluding, I have more than anybody, have been alluding to, to uh, you know, putting Law back there or somebody else because he wasn't even fielding the punts, right? We're losing yards. But at least now he's trying to catch him. Um, but um, Coach Saban uh, very strongly and emphatically uh, told a reporter or the person that asked the question uh, that that was not his fault. He blamed it more on a gunner. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's fair. I respect that answer. But or the guy that holds up the gunner. Yeah, no, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I get that. But uh, I still think, like you said, collectively, just over the past several weeks, really, or really, you know, mostly during the season, he just hasn't been the same return that he was last right. year. And that, so that I agree. Like, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. But no, let's let's hear from Coach Saban real quick, Christian, before you go on with that point. You play what Coach Saban had to say about Kool Aid because that's something we've been talking about a lot about maybe they should make a change, maybe put somebody there that's a little bit more explosive. You've been a great supporter of Kool-Aid being back there, but here's what Coach Saban had to say. I love the guy. He's a good returner. Look, the gunner on that side ran into him when he missed the punt. All right, that's the gunner's responsibility. You know, you can't look up and catch a ball and worry about somebody that's running down the field blocking for you, running into you. 
So um, tried to fair catch the ball. Um, I, I got every confidence in the world. He's been a player for us, and I, I just think the players around him have to do a little bit better job because, you know, when you get these radical punts, I'm going to call them, you know, you don't get, like, easy balls to field. Um, you got to cover a lot of ground to catch it, and that launch point of where he's catching the changes for the people that are blocking for him. So I'm not making excuses for anybody, but you can't blame him for that one. Um, in my opinion, um, and I think that you know he did a great job, and it was good to see us get one off 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 to a big play right next to him, Nick. There you go, Coach Coach Saban on Clay uh, McKenzie again. Talking about the gunner being right in his face. Basically, he's talking about the guy that holds up the gunner. Right, the, the gunner is the, the, yeah, yeah, the gunner is the guy that's on the punt team that's striking down the side of the field. He he said the gunner fault, but he's talking about the corner that, that's supposed to be holding up the gunner. Because yeah. those guys, uh, if you don't block them, they're going to be down there really quick because you got the fast guys out there. Yeah, I mean, and again, that's a very valid point. I mean, but at the same time, I, I'm just going on to, to mention just, you know, there's just been times I feel like we weren't as aggressive as we could be in the in the punt game. Like you said, I've been advocating. I'm, I'm like Coach Saban. I have all the confidence in him. But what I'm saying is, Maybe just, even if it's just for a couple, couple reps just to see, right? You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, I, I understand what he's capable of. I saw <laughs> what minute. he did last Wait time. Wait you, I got all the capabilities in the world, and but maybe just put somebody Well, else. no, but what I'm saying, because hear me out. Because I, 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 what I'm saying is, it's not like I'm like, oh, he, I've never seen him do it before. Last season, he was arguably the best returner in college football. So he obviously can do it. But I'm saying, sometimes guys go through these dry spells. Sometimes guys kind of, you know, kind of get in their own head or something. Sometimes, to me, that's just maybe what he's dealing with. I'm not saying he can't do it, but I'm just saying maybe just let somebody else return. Um, just because not, it was, I'm just not going off of this, this past game. I'm just saying collectively from what I've seen. That's all. And you said it. I've been supporting him the whole time and everybody was jumping on him. I've been defending him, but I'm just saying maybe just a guy like Law or even, uh, I mean, Roydell, maybe, I don't know. He's back on kickoff return. That, that, that's all I'm saying. But, um, with that being said, just to wrap up this Kentucky game, cause I know we've got, uh, a lot of people uh, on hold wanted to call in. I'm sorry. We just had to talk about Jimbo so much. We had to give our Kentucky take. But overall, arguably the most complete game, right? Finally got uh, ahead so much that we were able to get guys valuable minutes. Ty Simpson looked good when he was in the football game, delivering some nice throws, operating that offense. Uh, defense has had the you got to you got to hold up. You got to continue that standard, right? You can't you can't give up a big 70 yard uh, touchdown like that or a big 70 yard run like that because. Um, like you said, it kind of just killed, and not that numbers matter, but it really did kill our numbers, right? I mean, if we're showing that we gave them 95 Yeah, yards, we had 95 maybe. total rushing, you know, that would have been like 20. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, mean, 21 yards, yeah. So it takes away from, I mean, all the effort that <laughs> the first team guys put in throughout the first three quarters, and then just to give that up. It, that is a, a tough blow, but, I mean, holding Ray Davis to 26 yards, I mean, completely shutting down Devin Leary, um, the defense came to play. They were aggressive. The pass rush was good. Kentucky couldn't really figure anything out for the most part. And really, if it wasn't for that turnover, that, that muff, uh, the, the punt, I'm, I'm not sure again, just whatever, that whatever you want to call it, muff punt, bad, whatever. Um, really, I mean, we were about to get the ball back and probably go make it 28 nothing, and it really would have been an entirely different ball. I mean, this yeah. really could have been a 55-7 to type game easily. If yeah, not they left more. meat on the bone. There's yeah, so, no doubt they left meat on which, the bone. Which, again, I'm, uh, when I say I'm okay with it, I'm just saying, like, we're not going to be perfect 
but we're still I'm fine with that. I mean, only, only I mean, Alabama fan would not take that kind of win. It's a blowout win, so I don't know if anybody's tipping. But it's really bad when we're nitpicking about you know. That's kind of what I'm getting. At. I'm not going to become that guy. Out. Yeah, that's, right. all, that's all I'm getting. At. I don't, don't want to become that guy that's literally just nitpicking every little thing because it really is a good win. Yeah, we left some meat on the bone, but. Look, man, guys came and played a really good football game on the road. Secure yeah. the West, right? We're, we're, we're locked in. We're penciled in to go to Atlanta. So with that being said, I'm really, uh, really satisfied and pleased with this, with, with this performance. Now you get to go into Chattanooga. Uh, again, you know, respect these guys, but just know more than likely this is a game where you play your starters for a half or so, however long it takes you to get that, that comfortable lead. Let those other guys get some valuable experience. Uh, cause that is really important. And the yeah, rest and the big, is really the healthy. The, yeah, yeah just by being healthy. healthy. Exactly, yeah. going into to the Iron Bowl because yeah. that's going to be big. But that's, that's my big. take on the game. Good stuff. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Phone calls all the way out. Let's get one in. If Jeff probably didn't fall asleep, but he called right the break. Jeff, are you still awake? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still. I'm trying to be after you. You two buttheads. I'm about to be well, now we bu- now yeah. now we buttheads. <laughs> well, well, because you did thinking about seventy four yards, but you know we we muff for fun. I know you laughed at us Saturday. That's fine. We tried the best we could do. I mean, we scored <laughs> we scored twenty one on you, and you're still bitching. We, 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 no, nah, I mean, we, we, we gave you, we gave you 21. We gave you well, 21. Whatever, whatever. I don't give a damn how we got it. We got it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, but okay. you needed 28, but you needed 28 more. Let me, let me tell you, well, that, that's fine. I mean, you, you were going to be, so that's fine. I mean, we all know that, that Miro's a Heisman Trophy candidate, not. Daniels is. Miro's not. Or Moron, as I call him. Moron. Okay. Moron? He, he's how many times did Moron have Saturday? I don't give a damn what he did. He ain't no high school. I don't give a shit. I mean, he ain't totally telling me. Let me tell you something else. Mac Jones, NFL kicks his ass. NFL kicks his ass. Mac Jones. And I love the Patriots, too, and eight. They suck, and so does Bryce. Too short, young. The two worst quarterbacks in the National Football League. Period. Period. What about Will Levis? What is he doing? Will Levis, he's starting. No, he's playing better than Mac Jones is. A lot better, man. They, 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 they beat Simber Bailey Zap at the end of the ball game. And you know what Berber Sides and said? His time is done in New England. He's finished. Yeah, so I don't blame him. He, they need to be finished. He need to go it's somewhere like to Bill get finished. I'd fire him right now. Football. He'd be gone today. His ass is gone. You want Fisher yeah. gone? And what what about oh. Mississippi State coach getting fired? You for that? They, they got players injured. He gets fired. That's stupid. And so it takes A&M stupid. Five teams, five five teams I don't want to be right now. Tennessee, Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. When, when Tennessee fired Fulmer, what happened? Yeah, I can disagree. I can disagree with the. They went ten years, a decade of dysfunction. When Auburn hired Gene, fired Gene Chizik, what happened? They got some guy from Boise State couldn't coach worth a damn. What did LSU do? Ed Ogeron. They fired him after a natty. What happened to them? Okay? You don't fire somebody when they win a natty or Mississippi State after 11 games or Jimbo Fishery the one. You don't do it. But you idiots want them gone. But Jimbo been there five, four, five years. I don't give a damn how long he's been here. I mean, how long you want him to be there? You're paying him $100 million. We think about Stoops. You think they should have fired him when he was 12 and 24? No, they shouldn't. They gave him time. Unlike you idiots that don't want to see nobody die. But you don't have, you don't have no expectation. You, you, he passed the fair price, didn't he? He passed the fair price. You don't have any bro. You have, listen to me. Kentucky has zero expectation in football. 
Mark Stoops can stay there 28 years because they don't care. They know they're not going to win. They're just going to be average. So they can stay there 28 years. Zero expectation. So that's why you're talking about uh, Texas A&M have higher expectations. Man, boy, he's on that bourbon early. I knew he was going to be fired up. But you understand what he does? He tried to take that focus off Kentucky in that beatdown. You see how he did that? Well, oh, yeah. He, he, he went to cussing and going on because he noticed. <laughs> but well, I love, I, I, love I, I wasn't going to give him a hard time at all. I, I, I had no idea. I just wanted to hear kind of what he what he thought about the football game. But he didn't even deal with you, that. You knew he was going to be defensive, though. I mean, right. I, you probably were going to give him a hard time. I was going to let it slide just because I, no, I, I, I didn't want to beat him up too bad. Because, I mean, I know that probably hurt, right? I mean, that dude, Jalen Milrow. He cussing too who, much who, you know, on the radio. we got to cut him off. No, 100%. No, yeah. I was, was going to ask Noah if he had like a, a bleep button because I was like, <laughs> he had a, he had a, we have a dump button for sure. No, blue um, I was gonna let him try to get his he, point out. <laughs> nah, ain't no point. The point is he's acting crazy, and then he want he hates Alabama. I mean, he went from there to Mac Jones to too short Bryce Young to Moron Miro. I mean, but he he fails to look at his own team. Like you know, his his guy had one good game. He had one good game. So now he's making all that. Yeah, love it. So anyway, that's. Let's go. Phone calls, rest of the way. If you're in hold, hold tight. We're coming at you. Good Lord. I told you it's a money, money, money Monday. I guess I, guess I can throw maniac in there at the just phone call. 205-342-9904. That's the number to get in. Or that free app, Tide 100.9. Uh, we are the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. You can catch us on 1230 AM as well. WTBC. More to Miller's Edge coming up at this time out. We'll be back in a moment. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of paying bills... Jimbo Fisher, don't have to worry about that. <laughs> because he's got about $77 million coming to him to sit home or sit on a yacht or on a golf course, do what he wants to do. Fired as a head coach at A&M, but that's okay. Jimbo says, no, no crime for me. I'm okay. Let's get to the phones. 205-342-9904. Tommy and Romulus, welcome in. Hey, guys. The only thing What's I hate about, about Jimbo getting fired, he's going to be on some TV show next year, running his mouth with Dan from Mississippi State, Dash, Florida. Listen to them two together. Probably give me a sudden headache. I'm like, my Lord. <laughs> one talks slow, the other one can't shut up. So they should be a match made in heaven. But, Jeff, yeah. God bless this song. Really. Mm. It took Mark Stoop, what, this is his 12th year to break Coach Bryant's winning record at Kentucky. Coach Bryant did it in like seven, eight years. Huh, that tells you something about your program, don't it? And yep. Coach Bryant took Kentucky to a sugar bowl and an orange bowl. Hey, Jeff, I got some bad news for you. Kentucky haven't been to neither one of them bowls in the last 75 years. Think about that for a second. 75 years? I would say that, yeah, in the 40s, wow. yeah. Well, close to it, maybe 68, 70, I think. 
been a long Same time. Thing. I don't. I don't remember Kentucky going to the Sugar Bowl. The only problem in my lifetime. I mean. I mean, like I said, they, their expectations is not the same. So now in basketball, because they are a basketball school, they have high, high expectations, similar to what Alabama has in football. But now they have taken a slide there. Yeah, I mean, this one and done have really have hurt college basketball, in my opinion. I know we were going to get another subject. I was going to talk about James Madison and say free James Madison, but all this fine in the last 24 hours of retiring, man, it's college football this season winding down and people are getting antsy. So. No, I mean, I get what he's saying about giving coaches time. I, I'm, I'm definitely a proponent yeah. of that. You know, but when you have that kind of money, that kind of uh, commitment, I mean, you know, 84 is not going to get it. They can go find another guy for 84. And Jimbo has never won 10 games. I mean, they're they're a good program. Fan base is great, but listen, you got to you got to at least when they beat Bama. I mean, that was a big step, and they thought they were going to build off that. And you had that crazy, you know, uh, recruiting class, the greatest recruiting class ever. And then you don't do nothing with that. Then people are going to say, "What the heck? What's happening?" And, and and so, you know, he had his opportunities. I mean, you look at Kevin Sumlin had the same record, and then he was fired. And they gave him more Jimbo more time, so. It is what it is. I mean, I just, I do think about that kind of money, and I'm like, yesterday I tweeted this on X, or X. I posted that like, man, so many people starving out here was giving away that. This is tell you what where college football is. When you can just give somebody off 77 million, I'm just rounding it up to 80 million, just to walk away and do nothing. That's crazy to me. It is. It just, it's just the world have gone upside down. I mean. And the problem is, out there in Texas, and there ain't a man at Texas, it's not going to get no better because they got plenty of oil money. They have a saying out in Texas. Have you ever been out there? I know I'm going to get in trouble. God don't strike me dead, but God made all the money in the world, but Texas got it all. You know, Texas would have more money than God. And they believe that. And I mean, with the oil and everything else. And they're going to outbid us. Of them two now, you know, everybody said, well, we're going to compete against Alabama. All that. No, Texas and Texas A&M is going to slit each other's throat because they're going to be watching each other. They're not going to be worrying about Alabama and LSU since they're both now in the conference together. They're going to start playing each other again. The robbery is just warming up, fellas. That- I mean, listen, Texas A&M defense is sick. I mean, think about it. I mean, that defense, nobody can run on them. They get after the quarterback. The problem, and they brought in Bobby, was it Bobby Petrino, the offensive coordinator, Christian, they brought in, and, and Jimbo not calling the play, so they were trying to do things different, and it still didn't work. So, uh, as the AD said, hey, they're stuck in neutral, or the president, whoever it was, uh, was named Bjork, Bjork, whatever his name is, um, said that they were stuck in neutral, and they felt like it was time to move on, but I did, I don't know if this is real, Christian, did you see that check that they was, uh, they said that they had a hundred something million dollars, hundred sixty nine million dollars. They they raised up or something, unbelievable. No, I didn't see that, but I mean, they look, they got to figure something out, and I'm sure they will. Like I mean, Tom is saying, they got all that money. Though. I mean, they'll figure well, something out. Y'all remember Charlie Thornton? You might not. He was on Coach Rancho, the guy who always did the show with him. He worked out there with him, and when he Coach Ryan retired and passed, he went back to A&M. He said he would fly in a plane and 
coach, I mean, sir, we need about, we're trying to raise $40 million. And the guy's like, that's all. I can handle that. He was a dirt <laughs> yeah, farmer, but he got all these oil well rounds, and he hasn't changed his lifestyle. He said, oh, I can cover that. I'll call my other brother. Yeah, we can cover that. Don't worry about it. That's what kind of money they got out of that. Well, and the life of NIL seemed like they were doing that, and he got mad with Coach Saban. But listen, they should be able to buy the best players that money can buy because they got it. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to be happening even more aggressively, whomever they hire as their next football coach. Uh, one more quick point with the uh, Tommy. What about the game? Give me a give me a, a final analysis on Alabama Kentucky. I was very content again, but I saw a very good thing, Milro. Is my moron. I support him. He's getting better every, every week by Jeff saying. But you know what? Burton didn't play Saturday. He had a stomach virus or something. I saw three or four future receivers who'll be back next year. We got a good receiving core. We got a good secondary. I am really getting real high. I'm getting excited towards the end of the season. I think this team to get ready to do something. And the future bright. I saw Unity. I made a joke with my brother Saturday. I call uh, Law, Bond, and Prister. I said, let's just open up a law firm when they get out of college. Because <laughs> they sound like a bunch of lawyers. But that's how I receive a call. The future looked bright. I mean. Looks very I, good. That looks very good. And and uh, I think they're going to be, uh, uh, I think Alabama got some great uh, um plans for these young guys. All right, Tommy from Ramos, we appreciate you, brother. All right, we'll see you Friday. Take care, friend. See you, man. Take care, Tommy. From Ramos, go back to the phone lines and let's talk to Tony. Tony, thanks for calling. Welcome in. Hey, guys. How hey, you guys, doing, buddy? How you doing? Good. Doing good, good you? I just want to tell you, uh, you guys give me another reason to listen to this station after 9 o'clock in the morning. I think this father and son thing really, it's really working out real well. The guys at nine or eight to nine o'clock or seven to nine, and you guys here, it's really good. I really appreciate you, my friend. Really do. I like your analysis. I like the fact that you guys just call it the way it is. Uh, I don't have anything to say about anything. I think it'll all take care of itself in time. You know, uh, Alabama. We'll see what happens. You know, it's still a work in yeah. progress. It is. Uh, and you know, it's they've got some good players. Uh, it's really good to see the second uh, backup quarterback out there on Saturday as well. You know? Yeah, so I've, been, I've been hoping for that he got more reps, you know, that they can have these types of games where they got teams put away. Because I think, you know, you, down the road, especially with Auburn, you know, coming, and then you got the, the SEC championship game with Georgia that you just never know. You know, I think uh, he did a good job coming in. He looks like he, he's very confident in what he's doing. He can run the same offense because he is – very athletic. He can run. And yeah. so they can run the same offense with him as what they've done with Jalen Milrow. Absolutely. I tell you, Milrow's really, he's really developed a lot. And, uh, the best thing about him, though, is his confidence. I mean, you know, he's still, a, he's probably the same physical guy he was, but he's really got a lot of confidence. And confidence is what makes people do, do better, makes them do the best they can do is self confidence. Yeah. And that's really good to see that. So. No uh, doubt. But like I say, you guys really got a good show. And I really enjoy hearing you. And uh, I don't know, maybe you ought to take up a collection and send that guy some kill pills up there in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's on fire, man. I was hoping he was asleep when we called. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you something. Uh, I had a heart attack a few years ago. I don't let nothing stress me like that. You know, it's just, you know, nobody's a moron. Everybody's okay. And, you know, yeah. I mean, that's uh, right. If we, if we get beat, we get beat. You know, I mean, it's still a football game, guys. I mean, you know, especially for all of us out here doing what we do, you know. Absolutely, it's still a game at the end of the day. We love it. We have both of us and you as well. We we love it. This game and it, it has done great things for us and for a lot of folks. The entertainment factor, but at the end of the day, it's still a game. Still a That's game. Exactly right. I really, I tell you what, I really do enjoy you, show. I really appreciate both you guys. God bless you and all. Okay. Absolutely, Tony. Tony thank, thank you, you brother. That's Tony. There he goes. Appreciate the kind words. Let's get to TK. TK, thanks for holding my friend. You you up next. Hello? What's hey, up, TK? Hey, how's it going? Good, 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 man. Hey, I was just calling in. I got two predictions. All right. In the SEC championship, and they will win by double digits. Oh, okay. And, I like that. And, I like that. And my, and my other prediction is Jalen Melrose will be a top 10 draft pick when he leaves. Man. Those two bold predictions. I like I love it, though, TK. Write it down. Write it down with ink, Ben. Don't do your notes. Write it down. <laughs> We're going to write that it down, baby. We it got down the replay, too. We got the replay. Yes, sir. <laughs> you got it all. Yeah, we got that. I like, I like those predictions. That's good stuff. TK, well, we're Thanks. running short on time, and we appreciate you calling in, man. Make sure you call back again. Okay, you appreciate it. Thanks. Yes, sir. God bless you, TK. Man. Listen, I'll say this real quick, Chris. I'll let you take it away. I'm not worried about Georgia. I'm with TK on this one. Everybody got knee-jerk reaction how they beat Ole Miss, but let me tell you something. That's not the same team, near the same team that Kirby's had. I like Bama in this game, and I think they're the perfect matchup for the Bulldogs. We're going to talk more of that, more about this in the weeks to come. Anyway, it's been a great show. Thank you, everybody. Christian, takes away. Yeah, I agree. I think it will be a really good matchup, but I just want to remind everybody about our friends over at Buffalo's. Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. If you're looking for that great restaurant experience, head on over to Buffalo's Cafe. They've got weekday lunch specials, $9.99. That includes a beverage. Wednesdays, all-you-can-eat wings, $17.99, and fries. And remember, this Friday, the last Friday that we will be doing our show live at Buffalo's Cafe from 11 to 1. So make sure you guys come check us out there. And while you're in Midtown Village, go ahead and stop by Alumni Hall for your latest and greatest, excuse me, officially licensed Alabama gear. Head on over to Alumni Hall, or you can always go to alumnihall.com. Remember, they've got all the hoodies, the hats. They've got the hat wall. They've got Peter Millar, Yeti products. You name it, everything Alabama-related, they've got it. So head on over to Alumni Hall for the best deals on all that Alabama gear. Again, it's Alumni Hall in Bentown Village, or you can go to alumnihall.com. Appreciate everybody joining us here on the Miller's Edge, right here on Tide 100.9, WTBC. Again, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Big news sports coming up next. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.